For those who prefer Linux or are simply curious about Linux and other open source technologies, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to episode number 263 of Category 5 Technology TV. What season is it, Robbie? Season 6! Yeah! That many. Hey, everybody. That many. Tuesday, October the 2nd, 2012. So good to see you. We got lots of new viewers joining us tonight. If you're brand new, joining us in the chat room, make sure you say hey. We'd love to be able to give you a shout out. Let us know where you're from. PM me or Eric, uh, and uh, we'll we'll give a greet and a shout out. How you doing, bud? I am. Let's get this all fixed up there. Oh, man. Uh, you know, and and I didn't get to spend any time in makeup today before I know. The show. Just wild, eh? But I did go and dig through my closet and find my Robbie shirt. <laughs> my Robbie shirt. I could not find the bald wig. He actually calls it the Robbie shirt. The Robbie shirt. Couldn't find the bald, <laughs> the bald wig. Okay, There's an oxymoron, that's kinda, eh? Well, I didn't want to say... <laughs> that condom thing that I had yeah. on my head for that. That was a good show, though. I, I that was a lot that of fun. Show. I loved looking back at some of those uh, uh, old episodes last week. That was good fun. You know, and, fun. and sadly, Rachel kept it together fairly well for that show. It was I who kept introducing myself. I was, of course, trying right. to be Robbie Ferguson. Hi, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Hi, I'm Eric Kidd. <laughs> Hi, it's September 12th. No, it's not. Because <laughs> we were doing it a few days ahead. It was, yeah. That was a challenge. Sorry, I digress. That was fun, though. Hey, viewers. If, if you ever missed it, if you missed it, go to our website, category5.tv. Of course, there are the uh, the clips from last week's episode, episode number 262, our fifth anniversary celebration. If you jump over to our website, though, category5.tv. Yeah, just kind of hop over there, over there and do um, a dance, a search for spoof. Be a good one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, as there it is, number two twenty-six. That is a darn good look I've got going on there. That is, you know, your uh, beard with my uh, with my forehead and kind of cranium. So, so, so I was good looking Infinitely guy. smarter all of a sudden. Yeah. Not. And I was oh. itchy. Hey. <laughs> oh. Ooh. No. Oh, Yark did not see that one. Yeah, well, really? 226. didn't see that one. you got to check it out. All right. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, what do you got coming up in the newsroom there, Eric? I'm not even going to tell you. And no. as he's getting ready, because it takes him a while, he's, you know, hey, look at what we got for you. <laughs> if you were at the live anniversary show last week, don't go away. We've got a job on Icon to give away in just a couple of moments. We have a We've couple got your of tickets. folks who didn't win mm-hmm. left in that jar. I told you there'd be chances for you, because we love you. Yacht didn't show up. I was expecting to meet him in person. For I you. was expecting him to fly over from Planet Calypso. Sure. <laughs> Coming up in the newsroom. Some Windows 8 laptops and PCs could end up running more Android apps than ones written for Microsoft software. Ah. Japan has introduced piracy penalties for illegal downloads. Pretty soon, robots, or is that Robbie Butts, could be as smart as a honeybee. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) You got a buzz, man. That's that's the buzz all over the news, guys. That's the buzz. Plans to shorten UK domain names may see .co.uk become simply .oc. Or I mean UK. Ah, yes. And... I said, who's going to register (laughs) F.UK? Somebody, probably the first week. (laughs) The first moment. An X-Factor-style TV show to discover tech entrepreneurs is in the work. So you really ought to stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Thanks, Eric. Tonight we are going to be doing something really, really fun. We're going to be learning to... (laughs) (laughs) That's going to change a lot of... 
domain names because it's going it to read sure differently. Is. Because you don't have the co.uk, so all of a sudden you know? it actually reads. I mean, you don't say dot well, yeah, it, com. Fin- I mean, you say dot com. You don't say, you say dot com. Yeah, you don't but say I mean, dot you com. You say dot ca. Yeah, because who's going to say dot ca? That, yeah. Doesn't really and work, Somebody right? could come up with ca dot ca and have caca, which is, sorry, I'll carry on. Terrible. Uh, Terrible. Did you know Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network? If it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. And don't forget, we've got our mobile website. Oh, there it is. Visit our mobile website, scan the code. Sorry, I didn't see the... (laughs) M.cat5.tv. You touched it and it disappeared. How did that happen? Um, Okay. So we've got our mobile website, uh, postcards. We love to receive your postcards. Send those in to us. This isn't quite a postcard. What do you got? I have... Check this out. Wouldn't that be cool? That's gorgeous. Some short, fat guy with an electric guitar. Here, let's... That's nasty. There he is. Doing a gig. Somebody snapped a picture and sent it our way. Trying not to get run over by a car. There was a salesman there trying to throw me in with a deal on a used Ford. It was something. (laughs) Very cool. All right. So, yes, you can send us a postcard, snail mail, at uh, Category 5 Technology TV, post office box, 29009 or 29009, Barry, that's B-A-R-R-I-E, no B-E-R-R-Y or anything like that, Ontario, Canada, L4N is in November 7W7. All right, we've got to take a really quick break. Stick around. We've got a Jawbone icon to give away to those who were in our studio audience last week. Yes. That's going to be happening just after the break, so don't go anywhere. It was. was a fun night. We'll uh, recap in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. All right. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I am your co-host, Eric Kidd, or sometimes known as The Gang, or sometimes Krista, sometimes Hillary, sometimes Rachel. I haven't been called Sasha yet. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) The viewers haven't caught on. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Folks, get your ballots out. This is really, really cool. We made mention of the Jawbone last week on the show at number 262. So they sent us one. Nah, this is the one that uh, Did you, you saw. Did you get anything on your mic there? I kind of got some all over me. Uh, no, but <laughs> this is the uh, this is the device that we showed on the episode. Uh, we actually demonstrated this uh, with an old clip. This was oh, one yeah, of my favorite yeah. looks looks back. It's amazing how it's incredible. It's Standing right there in front of the a blender, or you know, if you're if you work, uh, you know, you you use like a leaf blower or yeah. lawnmower or whatever, and you want to be able to still buy and sell your stocks. Yeah, you can do it. I was talking to my niece. She drives a city bus, and she was down at the okay. terminal, and I'm talking to her. Hello? She could have used one of those. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was horrible. I used to use it when I was self-employed. I used to use it yeah. um, when, when I was out and about, because I was always on the go. I only had- How Canadian is that, out and about? Out and about. Yeah. I had no, uh, n- no way for people to reach me except for my cell phone when I was out. So best thing for them to do or was about. give me a call. It would ring through. I answered on my job own. They wouldn't even know that I wasn't sitting in my office. Yeah. It's amazing. Hey, what up? Noise assassin technology. It takes that noise and it assassinates it. That's Jawbone Icon, my friends. Check it out. Get your tickets out. Come on. Draw that. So these are tickets that were digging uh, deep. That were given out at our uh, fifth anniversary celebration. Yeah. We're going to give you one. Yacht didn't show up. Okay, we have a car a number here. Eight six five. Seven zero seven. So the last three numbers seven zero seven. So if you were at our anniversary party, I hope you held on to your stub because that's the winner. There you go. Eight six five seven zero seven. Hold steady, would you? <laughs> 
Okay, so folks, all you got to do, if that is your number, is uh, email us live at category5.tv or give us a call, 254-5-CAT-5-TV. That's 254-5-85. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tricky. Let me figure that out. 254-5-22-8588. You're not getting any phone That's calls. You know that. You're not getting a darn phone call at It's easier all just to say 254-5. Some poor Cat person five is going to get a wrong number. Hey, is the nerd there? Is the bald nerd there? And they're going to say, who? How dare you call me that? That's <laughs> what what's going to happen. No, they'll say, please hold. I'll get them for you. <laughs> I used to work in a music store. I've worked in a few of them. Um, but it was called The Bandstand. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everybody remembers the show The American Bandstand. And there's a fellow who worked there. His name's Richard, but he went by the name Dick. And his last name was, in fact, Clark. So we get crank calls regularly. Oh, right. And, you know, at first I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. And poor Dick, he was oblivious to what was going on. And, you know, I'd say bandstand. And is that the bandstand? Is Dick Clark there? And they'd be chuckling. I'd say, yes, just a moment, please. And I'd cut the phone <laughs> I'd go get, get Dick and he'd pick up the phone. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Why does this keep happening? I don't understand. <laughs> really, he didn't get it at first. <laughs> All right. Congratulations to our winner. We'll look forward to hearing from you live at Category5.tv. Well, they didn't phone in or yet. Phone so. Anytime this week. I mean, anytime. anytime. So you've got a week. At 7 o'clock next Tuesday when we start the show, what happens? It's going to be an amazing broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like a question from a Love viewer? one. You got, got time for one of those? Yeah, I'm just drawing doodles. So you are. Come such, on, let's you know get what? I, I, I got to say, Krista, or was it Rachel you were doing that competition where you tried to draw? Uh, it was Rachel and I. Yeah. The gnome. Yes, the gnome. It's, Do you uh, have that? Because Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to pick sides or anything, but I think Rachel did a little better job than you. You know, marginally. <laughs> Just marginally. Yeah, you be careful when you're looking for Flickr and you spell that wrong. If you uh, go to our website, category5.tv, and as a registered subscriber to our website, you can click on the uh, the member oh, section of my the shirt. photo gallery. There's that good shirt. Nice. Let's see here. I'm looking for this for Eric. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I don't know what... Actually, you did a commendable job. A commendable job. I am not <coughs> not at all a drawer. But I don't know why you draw uh, called your gnome GIMP. That's kind of a... GNU image I'm manipulation kidding. program. Yeah. yeah. So that's my drawing on the left. Yeah, yeah. Rachel's on the say. right. Rachel's kind of spectacular, though. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, my goodness. All that yeah, is available but, in yeah, our Season yeah, 5 yeah, gallery. Why don't we have a, set up a computer competition and see who wins? Typing or something. Yeah, that a race, too. Yeah, a race yeah. to the finish line. Okay. We have a viewer question from the lovely and talented right. Robert Gorzinski. Hey, Robert. We've heard from him before. Mm. Hi, Robbie. Oh, I am all the Cat 5 crew today. <laughs> Wishing you a happy fifth birthday and yeah, hope thanks, Robert. Cat 5 TV has many more to come. Wish I was able to come and celebrate. Yeah, so do we. Uh, with everyone, but unfortunately, it's a little too long a trip for me. What is it? Just in Australia. <laughs> like, come on. It's a little ways. In regards to Google Maps, getting a route or route, depending on whether you're Robbie or Eric, wrong. Uh, look what it did to me. Check out the distance and time taken on the left-hand side of the picture. Okay. LOL. I'm going to have to look Is that lots up. of love or laughing out loud? Depends on who's sending it, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Are you sending it to Mum or are you sending it to uh, to Eric? You know, that's the question. No, all the Cat 5 crew. All right. So it could be either or. Well, do we have a picture yet? Yeah, I'm working on it. Actually, I do recall that the folks at Google did have a sense of humor because they're in, in Canada there is a, a place called London. And uh, so, <laughs> but if you typed in uh, Toronto and then London... It would send you out to the east coast of Canada on proper highways and everything. It would tell you to f- swim for 4,000 kilometers, and then it connected back up with some roads. It was, it was, I don't think it does that anymore. But that was, <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. There you go. So Whoa. A bit of a roundabout way to get to uh, where we were. <laughs> but there was the... Uh, uh, what if you headed show. west instead? Might work. <laughs> Let's save you some time. <laughs> that is a bit of a trip. 
How many hours does it say? What does it say? Hey, 254 <laughs> Cundles Road East. I actually used to live on Cundles Road. That's a long time. I lived at 143, though. hours. That's a long... <laughs> they must tell you to swim at some... Read the instructions. Down. This route includes a ferry. This route has tolls. This route crosses through multiple countries. So you may get Take hung your up passport. at the border. Take make, your passport. Get, make sure you get it stamped each spot. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That but was it all starts on Route 8. Yeah, cool. Thanks for the oh. uh, thanks for the email. Yeah. That's a kick. We're not seeing Robert anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we have one from uh from Michael. Comes from Michael. Sofia or Sofia, Bulgaria. And has a question for Robbie. How to install I've got a question for Michael first. Okay. We have a street here in Barrie that I call Sophia Street. And yeah, but people, it's Sophia. People correct me and say Sophia. So can you tell me, Michael, is it Sophia or Sophia? Um, there's a, an important fact that you're missing. Mm-hmm. Is he lives in Bulgaria. And, and right. the local vernacular, like if you live in Toronto, you know, Sirana? you say Eglina. You don't say Eglinton Street. It's Eglinton, mm-hmm. even though there's no G in the word. So the locals win. So you just to come from away, it's Sophia Street here in Barrie. I'm just telling you. You let us know, Michael, all right? Okay. Michael. All right. Tally, head upstairs. We have a we have a Tally in we the studio. We have a visitor, yeah. We have a visitor in the studio. Tally? Okay. Upstairs, right? So, uh, where was I? How to install Adobe Flash Player on Debian Squeeze 6.0.5. Thank you, and you are the best. Oh, thanks. I'm second best. He's pretty awesome. He's pretty awesome. Okay. Okay. So, how do we install Flash Player on Debian Squeeze? Well, <laughs> actually, you know what? I'm not even sure how to pronounce Michael because it looks like the name is actually Mihail. Oh, yeah. So, Mihail? Mihail. Mihail, perhaps. But, um, so yeah, and we're kind of interested in that sort of stuff because Robbie mispronounces almost everything, anything he gets a chance to. Um, all right. So, do okay. you have an answer for the yeah, question? Well, let's take a look. Sorry for the distraction, folks. <laughs> Sorry, he was checking the lottery numbers on, I know. on a different screen. Just double checking. Okay, here we go. Boom. Let's get into Debbie and Squeeze, shall we? Who is this Debbie and how do you get a squeeze? <laughs> Debian is a uh, Linux distribution. It is uh, uh, Squeeze is the latest, you know, the stable version. So uh, we're going to take a look at that right now for you. Cappuccino, nice. Thank you. All right, so if we go, for example, over to YouTube. You'll see, now it it will play videos okay on YouTube because it uses HTML5, that's cool. But there's no Flash, okay. So other websites- You want me to Flash your viewers? No. You're thinking not, aren't you? Flash player is what's required, folks, uh, for video playback and things like that. Fortunately, we live in a world where people are developers are getting away from using Adobe Flash in their designs. There was a time when people would use that for navigation and things like that. Once was a day. And des- developers would roll their eyes and say, ah. But now, you know, sometimes you do need it for video developers and things like that. Developers still roll their eyes. You still, yeah. Regular. Oh, yeah. No, Flash, developers is, are like Flash that. is great for, you know, right now, if you're watching this live, you're watching this using Flash. Flash plugin, right? Because that's what's required in order to. I'm just saying, developers uh, yeah. have opinions and roll their eyes all the time. <laughs> are you are you pointing fingers at me? That okay, an elbow. That's an here, elbow, Robbie. <laughs> what we need to do is we need to bring up Synaptic Package Manager and Debian Squeeze here, and we're going to do a quick search. And the reason that it doesn't come with it is that Debian is strictly free stuff, and when it's called free, it means that it is open source. The source code is not proprietary, but Flash is. Flash is made by Adobe. Uh, it was previously a Macromedia product that Adobe bought, and so it is cl- closed source. It's not. It's not something that is uh, that's free in that sense of the word. So, it's freely distributed. There's no cost to it, but the software is not open, so it doesn't come. But you can't muck with it and mess with the code. No. Okay. So what we what we want is we want Flash plugin dash non free. And you'll see that when I do a search, there's no result. 
Reason for that is once again, um, Debian comes out of the box set up for free only. There's only free stuff included in Debian. So Born free. What we need to do is we need to turn on the uh, contrib repository by going settings, repositories in Synaptic Package Manager and turn on this second option which is in brackets contrib. Okay? So that is the non-free. Oh, I thought it software. was contra, but it's con it's not contraband, it's contrib. Okay. So you see okay. that? I've added a check mark to that and hit close. It's warning me that my repositories have changed, so all I have to do is just click on reload over here. It's going to download the new package information. There we go. Rebuilding search index up at the top here so that our search will start to work because it's got new packages now. Okay, so now you still see that it's empty. All I have to do is just remove one of those E's just to, to query it to search again. And you'll see that now we've got Adobe Flash Player. Click on it. Mark for installation. Hit apply. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to install Flash Plugin non-free. And a bunch of unchanged stuff is going to take place. Apply. And that's all there is to it. It's going to grab that off the internet. It's going to install Adobe Flash Player in your Debian Squeeze installation. And now you've got access to the Contrib non-free repository. So you'll be able to install some things that are not always available in Debian. But it's that easy. How cool is that? Yeah, very, very easy to do. Very nice. Yeah, thank you very much for the question. I hope that that uh, helps you get uh, all the Flash stuff that you need to be able to do on the web, like watching the show live on Debian Squeeze. That's an important thing to be able to do. Invincible Mutant in the chat room says, What is extra sound? Well, that is an add-on. That's like when your daughter walks into the studio and says, Hi, Dad. Yeah. That's extra sound. Who's, who's Invincible Mutant? <laughs> okay, so that is uh, well described here. It's an open source extension library for Adobe Flash Player. It enables support for otherwise unsupported sound system, uh, providing, uh, like, AUG, I think, and all that kind of stuff. Detect it. Oh, OSS. Open Sound System. So I guess if you, what, if you have trouble with ALSA, then you could install that for access to... I've never needed it. But that's what it looks like, is if you have trouble with your sound card and flash, you can install extra sound from the description. That's what it sounds like to me. Looking at Eric like he's going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I was reading the next we'll question. I'm sorry. Okay, you know. <sighs> Thanks, gang. Oh, look, a squirrel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have another question here from... I'm going to go with Jaipia. <clears throat> But I'm not really going to stand <laughs> behind that one. This is uh, a question. I would uh, say J J P A. Okay. So hey, but we know who we're talking to. Nice to see you. Could be J P. That's true. From J P. Yeah. There you go. That's... Keep it simple. We don't need all those extra yeah. letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a question on Compiz. All right. Gets Compiz to run, but lose the taskbar. Hmm. Any help? Bald nerd? What does it say? Actually, what he didn't really system? say that. Does JP does mention JP what does not say the operating system? No, eh? Quick, chat room. Nope, nobody in the chat room seems to know. May I? Just for one sec? Well, you... I'll show you a little secret here that we have. Oh, okay, there we go. Ah, uh, so tell me a whole lot. We're on Linux. Linux size 686. <laughs> that narrows it down. JP, I'd love to know what distro you're on. I wonder if it's a conflicting plugin between Unity and um, Compiz. If that's the case, what you could try. It's Mozilla 5. Is that uh... just the browser? Yeah, no. What uh, What I would try, just in case, that's all it is is bring up your Compass Config Settings Manager. Go to Preferences over here, and you'll see a button, button there that says Reset to Defaults. That's going to take everything back to the way it was. There may be a plugin that's, that's causing a conflict that's, if, if you're using Unity, that's pretty much known to happen. 
but I don't really know anything about your system. Please let us know if you're in the chat room. Let us know. Um, beyond that, what could it be? Um, let's see. There's no panel plug-in or anything like that, I don't think, for comp is. Let's look under general options. Just taking a quick boo here, folks, and just a boo. Yeah, just in case there's something. Because I seem to recall Find that there was a setting. Windows could that was it taskbar? No, it's the menu. Was it taskbar? Or the menu bar is losing. I yeah, think. I lose taskbar. So go back to that. Oh, one. that's the, that's just Windows that. But hides. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a different setting there. And if anybody in the chat room has a an answer for. Why comp is would make your your panel basically disappear. There are other things, um, you know, like gnome compatibility. Gnome compatibility. Turning that on is meant to make things a little more compatible with gnome, which is probably that's what an you're, Oscar, what you're running. Right? He's got something for everything. <laughs> gnome, never well, seen him before. <laughs> I I hope that. Sorry. I, I well, I hope that we can be of some form of help. Maybe pop us a note in the chat room, okay, JP? And uh, we'll do our best. Thank you very much for the question. Who needs compiz? Albert R says or asks, tongue yes, in cheek. There's a, there's a question mark there. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a Unity user, then you need compiz right now. Um, I like compiz, but it's bloaty. Toby says. I have a question room. from Toby. I wonder if it's the same Toby. Might be. Um, Compass is, is... Oh, it's not a question. Yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's pretty awesome, though, what you can do with it. I like it. But I use it in such a... You know, in the old sense of the word. I mean, like, my Compass is, is set up a la Barrel Project. You know, I've got it set up so that it feels a little more old school. Because that's how I old like school. it. I'm not into Unity and all that. Garby saying comp is is outdated. It's junk. What are your <laughs> thoughts? Pop us an email if you want to rebuttal. I think live at category5.tv. Don't think he was talking about you. Well, one comment and then the next comment. <laughs> Led Zep mentioning that uh, comp is runs really nice on Zorin OS. I'd have to agree. It runs great on Debian. I run Debian Squeeze in the office and I've got comp is helping me be more productive. You're already pre- productive, Robbie Ferguson. What do you got for me? We've got a couple more minutes okay. for viewer questions. This is from Toby. Hey, Toby. Um, How hi, Robbie, and here I am again. I am the rest of the Category 5 gang. If you're reading this on the fifth anniversary, which I am not, episode, happy fifth birthday, Category 5. Thanks, big, Toby. Big smile. Just wanted to say thank you to Robbie for encouraging me to do my backups. It really paid off this week when my SD card died and I thought I lost all my photos and I realized I did two backups the day Sasha was on. Oh, way to go, Sasha. Nicely done. On the show talking about her crashed HD. So this is a thank you to all of you for constantly reminding us that all that it is very important to keep a backup and please don't stop haha <laughs> thanks for everything else you all do and taking the time to do category five big smile hope you all have a nice time at the category five party also the viewers please take time to do a backup because it really does pay off good call to action yeah that's awesome you know what i actually i i, I hate reading stuff like that because i really need to do some backing up I've got really to do some backing up. You need to do your backups. Toby, thank you very much for sending that in. Good to know that something that we said on the show, um, the, the, the story that we had with, with Sasha and her loss of pictures, that that influenced you to, to run a backup. And what an awesome thing to be able to say that just a couple days later or whatever, a couple weeks later, your hard drive crashed and you didn't lose your stuff. You realize Robbie sabotaged your drive from afar, just to make a point. <laughs> EMP. <laughs> Aimed at your house. Used your IP address, and we have a satellite up there somewhere. That Yeah. yeah. There you go. Toby's actually in the chat room, and just reminding Eric Kidd to do your backup. 
So well, definitely needs to be done. Yeah. Okay. One more question. Okay, real quick. And this is from Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Dennis Kelly. All right. Once you have your home folder on a second partition, how do you set it up with a fresh distro install? Example, I have Ubuntu 10.10. I move my home folder to a second hard drive. I want to install Zorin OS, but okay. keep my home folder intact. Thank you. Hmm. Well, Dennis Kelly. I mean, you can mount that drive as your home folder, but then you've got a lot of leftover garbage. Because it's not gonna ha- you're not going to have the same programs and the same versions of programs that you had on 10.04. So what I would do, here's what I would do. This is what I would do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I would move do. my home folder because then you've got a single point of failure, right? Unless you've got a backup that is redundant. Um, never, never have a single point of failure. So, and I come from the Department of Redundancy Department. Uh, okay. I'll try to behave. Train Look. of thought. Train of thought. Um, what I'm thinking is uh, get your get your home folder. It's on a separate drive, and then install the operating system onto that new computer. Okay, and just uh, set the home folder to default on on the same hard drive. Then reinstall that hard drive. Okay, don't set it as your home folder yet, but in, instead boot up from a live CD. Go to that second hard drive, which is, has your home folders on it. And um, I would rename the home folder to, like, Old Home on that The drive. Old Home Place. Old Home. It's a good old bluegrass okay. team. Like Just that. so that it, it doesn't become your home folder or whatever. Then copy, don't move, your home folder from the actual install hard drive. Copy that over to that hard drive. Because you've been booted from the live CD, you've got access to doing that. You're not going to have any sharing violations on files or anything like that. So copy that over, and then edit your FS tab file, and uh, and make sure that you set your home folder to mount to the new the the hard drive that you just copied everything over to, and make sure you've got it pointed to the right folder. Okay. So then you can boot up your computer. You got the two hard drives now. FS tab says during boot the next time you boot up. Hey, okay, the f- home folder is now on this other hard drive, but you've copied the the actual installed home folder, so you're still not accessing your old home folder, right? That's old home, right? Right. So now that you've booted up, it's now you can go place. into now you can go into your old home folder on that drive, mount the drive, go into the whole old home folder, and copy over all the stuff, your favorites, bookmarks, and and desktop files and pictures and all that stuff. Do it that way, and then that way you're not getting all the extra garbage that should be discarded at that point. Run your backup and then delete that old home folder because you're done with it once you've got all of the critical files that you need. Right. You know what I mean? Because if I, if I install a program just to test it, right, on Linux, it throws all the configuration files into my home folder. I may never ever use that program. And you're talking about 10.04. That's a two-year-old operating system, almost three years old. So over the course of three years, how much of those little configuration files that you no longer need and different things from old versions of software that you don't no longer need, it starts to build up. You don't really need to keep that. So that said, if you want to, you can use that same process and just point it to the home folder, but be ready to break things if you do that, right? My method that I've described here, what you're doing is you're taking the newly installed operating system, copying its home folder so you know it's going to work, mounting it so that it now directs to the other hard drive, and then copying your old stuff over. If you were just to install the operating system, point it to the old home folder, it's going to break stuff because maybe the user IDs are wrong. Config files, et cetera, You've got et cetera, et cetera, permissions cetera, issues know. because you used to be, you know, I used to be called Robbie and now I'm R. Ferguson on my new install. So now my user ID is different, the number that corresponds to my group. So now all of a sudden I don't have access to my own home folder and then it breaks things on boot. So my my method is to um, avoid those kinds of potential problems. So, good luck. Let us know how it goes. Always keep a copy of that home folder drive. Okay, um, we don't want to see you lose anything. No, we don't. Yeah, I never delete stuff until I'm absolutely certain. Like I wouldn't delete that old home folder until I'm absolutely certain that I have everything. Okay. All right. Actually, you know what? We've got one more. Oh, I, you just, do? Yeah, I, sure. I just like actually there was a question there in the chat room too uh-huh. asking about uh, 
is it worth buying SSD drives? And you would say yes, wouldn't you? Well, I'll tell you what. Sure makes a difference here. I mean, we're using 36%, 33% CPU right now on the broadcast server. We were up at about 45 with a spinning hard drive. Yeah. Makes a difference on my CPU. Makes a difference on my actual performance. The one thing that really that jabs me, though, is all the performance tests that you see where it's like, oh, well, look at how much faster my computer boots. Well, who cares? Wow, I turn it on and it's ready before the one with the spinning hard drive. That tells me nothing about the actual performance of the computer itself. What I have noticed in switching from a RAID 1 plus 0, so RAID 10 unit, we had five hard drives in our server, spinning drives, running in two RAID 10s. So you would expect really good performance from that. One is for read, one is for write. So the three drive RAID 10 had a uh, the OS, and the two drive uh, RAID 10 was for... Um, strictly um, recording, video recording, mm-hmm. and production and things like that. Now we've switched to a single solid-state drive, and we're receiving better performance. Less weight, less power consumption, much better well, performance. Well, the time is, you know, there is no mechanical yeah, parts I mean, technically, going in to find things. Technically, there are no, no, there's no seek time. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're limited to the 6 gigabit bus on your on your motherboard versus the six gigabit bus on the on the hard drive that's the one thing to keep in mind as you're buying a drive i suppose is obviously you want to make sure that it's got good seek times and good uh i guess write io and and read io speeds now the one that i purchased was the red one i i can never remember the name of it but the red there's one drive that's red and it's 540 megabits a second like super fast and uh it's got a six gigabit bus so keep in mind, I mean, if it's, a, if it's an older drive, an SSD, or if it's got a, or some drives will still be manufactured with a 3 gigabit bus, you're actually effectively cutting the speed of the drive in half by buying that drive. So uh, if it means spending a little bit more and getting a 6 gig hard drive, it's going to transmit and receive data back and forth very, very quickly. How big of an SSD hard drive is the question in the chat room from LedZep? And, and really, realistically, I think that we don't need to store a whole lot anymore. If you're storing a lot of personal photos and things, I mean, I've said it before, I mean, backups are important, redundancy is important. Those things don't belong on your personal computer. Uh, if I have a laptop and I've got all of my personal files on that and that laptop gets stolen because it's one of the first things to go if somebody breaks into the house, they're all gone. You need to have a nice NAS device, like a network-attached storage that you can stick in a closet somewhere, uh, a server that you can use for file storage that has more than one hard drive using redundant storage. That's where you put your files. So therefore, you don't need a lot of storage space on your computers, barely any. I mean, we're running our entire broadcast server on a 120-gig Hard drive. Which, by today's standards, is not huge. That's, that's small <laughs> you know? by today's yeah. standards, yeah. A and terabyte drive. Yeah, well, <laughs> not, not when, it, when you're talking SSD. Well, right? how, how large can you get with an SSD? It's all ever-changing. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the, what the limit is right now. But, but uh, yeah, you could certainly get huge if you had the I money. remember when I got my 360 megabyte drive. It was huge. I was never going to fill that up. My first drive was an RLL. Took up three bays. Wow. So, yeah, I remember those days. One one megabyte hard drives. Megabyte. Not gigabyte. Not terabyte. (laughs) Megabyte. Smaller than a floppy disk. That's what we're talking about. A. Jameson's just letting you know that for about $1,000, you can have a terabyte SSD right now. There you go. Now, what's the failure rate on those? Is it a little higher than the regular spinning drive? Oh, oh, check out my blog, baldnerd.com. Here's my problem with a one terabyte SSD. If you have one terabyte of storage space, what are you going to do with it? You're going to leave your stuff on it. You're going to put it on, and it's, you're going to fill it up, and you're not going to have anywhere to put that stuff because your backup it's is hard only... to back that up to anything yeah. else, isn't it? What are you going to do if you've got a 500 gig backup drive and you've got a terabyte worth of files sitting on an SSD? Danger. Do check out my blog. I talk about uh, my concerns about that kind of scenario. You know, you buy a 64 gig SSD or uh, SD card for your camera. What do you do? You never bother to copy your pictures off onto the computer. 
because you've got room for 28 billion more photos. So you keep going and keep going and keep going. Guess what? You can only write to them 700 times and then they die. So <laughs> then you come in for data recovery and it's, I've got uh, five years worth of photos on this here card. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Not anymore, you, you know, don't. Yeah, don't. You remember the, that whole transferring off to your computer? Yeah. I think it was a comment like that that saved Toby recently. So i got to yeah. be firm about this stuff, folks. So Toby did have another comment here. Oh, cool. And this, the question is, and I like the way he uh, set this one up. Hi, Cat5 gang and whoever is co-host this week. Eric Kidd, folks. There he is. Hi. I'm in the Eric flesh. Kidd. About a year ago, I blocked many torrent sites on my router so nobody could access them. Is there a way to block all torrent sites all at once without writing in hundreds of sites in to mm. my block page? Uh, there was an application for Ubuntu that blocks sites, but it's not going to cut it in this case. Also, can you block all proxies all at once? Thank you, and sorry if it sounds crazy. <laughs> I think that was an evil. <laughs> Thank you for giving us a great show. Hey, cheers. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is Dan's Guardian, which is okay. like protection for your Linux computer, um, that you can block certain types of websites. <coughs> Pardon me. Things like that. Um, if you want to go all out, a squid proxy server on your network with Dan's Guardian installed, and you can block all of the internal traffic. Switch your DNS on all your computers. Switch your DNS on your router to OpenDNS. And OpenDNS allows you to block certain types of content by logging in to their website and blocking certain types of content. Whether or not you can block specifically peer-to-peer sites, I'm not entirely sure, but <coughs> that's, that's something for you to check out. Another thing that you can do is go uh, install DDWRT in your router, and then you can block uh, words like tracker from the URL, words like announce from the URL, right? All common words that are used when using torrent websites. But so, then what happens if you actually want to search something. See, that's that, the catch-22, right? You know, I want to yeah. find out who was announcing the show last night. On <laughs> There's the issue right there, yeah. For sure. That's a good point. But that's something that you could try. Um, yeah, don't know what else to suggest. Certainly Dan's Guardian, Squid Proxy, on a server. That's the complex thing. Try looking at OpenDNS. Set your router to connect through them set settings to block certain types of traffic and then taking it one step further DDWRT installed on your router and uh, work with like Eric says you got to be careful because what if you block tracker and then you're like oh I can't get on to man tracker because I want to watch it online yeah you know and actually then you're when, in trouble. when I was working at the TV station I installed a product and I can't remember the name of the product right now but you know we were able to block Anything and everything. Mm -hmm. Plus, I could get a report from each oh, IP address. Yeah. So I knew when you were, you sure. know, surfing the financial site or gambling or doing whatever it was you were doing. But this, when you first set it up, the screws are just a little bit too tight, you know? Oh, yes. So my accounting department couldn't check the bank account rate. Looking you know, at stocks. Yeah. Um, you know, the programming department <laughs> couldn't get into anything. And we were working with, you know, yeah. uh, a TV show that had some, uh, you know, uh, shows that had some, uh, um, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Some stuff that was a little bit blue. And of course, you know, I had to open things up for programming to see these things mm -hmm. and news, you know, we're searching. It was really tough trying to find the balance between, you know, trying to keep things business like and, you know, being yeah. a big brother. Like it was, it was that's really tough, tough. Toby, I think that's what you're going to run into is you that know. there are. No drop-in solutions. Like there are that legitimate you reasons why somebody may be checking yeah. out a sex site. You've got to you know? maintain this stuff. Yeah, I worked with Kids a company are... that had sex TV. I mean, so you needed to be able, you know, certain people who were doing that show or whatever. What there were kind of companies does he work for? That was City I don't TV. know. That was City TV. Toby. Um, uh, Cat5.tv/block has got a forum. Sorry, I, I no, I, I understand move. you want to we need stop to me right to... quick before well, I say something really bad. No. <laughs> He's talking about sex and TV and all this stuff. So, moving along, then. No, we've got to. I've got to get you to talk about the news. You teased about it. There I want is to know news. all about it. 
uh, Toby, cat5.tv slash block I've set up for a forum thread. Scroll down to terabyte911's thread there, and he talks, uh, he or she talks a little bit about using DDWRT in the, in the way that I had suggested there. So give it a try. Let us know what you think. All right. Are all you, what do you kids think, sir? ready for the news? Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, some Windows 8 apps, laptops, and PCs could end up running more Android apps than ones written for Microsoft software. Gadgets built around chips made by AMD will become optimized to run the Android apps. A collaboration between AMD and software firm Bluestacks lets the devices run 500,000 apps more usually found on Android phones. By contrast, Microsoft reportedly only has a few thousand apps written specifically for Windows 8 at launch. The Android apps will be available on Windows 8 devices via AMD's App Zone player. Inside this is code from Bluestacks that acts as a wrapper around the mobile phone programs so they can run on desktops, laptops, and tablets. AMD has made changes to the core code that runs its processors and graphics cards to ensure apps built for the small screens on the mobile phones look good and run well on larger displays. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, neat. Japan has introduced some strict penalties for illegal downloads. Thanks to lobbying by Japan's music industry, Internet users who download copyright-infringing files can now face up to two years in prison or fines of up to 2 million yen. That's about $25,700 or 15,900 pounds. Sounds steep. You know, 2 million anything, yens or anything, <laughs> yes. is, a, is a pile of money. Yep. In theory, the new download punishments can be enforced if a user is found to have downloaded a single pirated file. That sounds a little... Harsh, but <laughs> what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> Honeybee brains could soon be helping robots act more independently. This is the buzz Honey, in the honey news. Honeybees aren't independent. They work like a... Yeah, sorry, we'll carry on. <laughs> what am I saying <laughs> He's here? He's judging the I'm, news, I'm ju- The way that bees smell and see is being studied <laughs> in a one million pound project. That's do- for- that's like the, the the money, the currency. Yeah, okay. They're not like a whole big. He's picturing a bucket full of bees, and it's really, really heavy. It's a million pounds. Yeah, yeah I remember reading about some rock star who, you know, was consuming like a thousand pounds of cocaine, and I'm thinking, wow, what is that? That's like a, a stack <laughs> yes. of that stuff. Right. Okay, so the simulated bee brain will then be used by a flying robot to help it make decisions <laughs> about how to navigate safely. Fantastic. I am... My gast is flabbered. <laughs> Plans to offer UK-based firms shorter internet domain names backed by added security features have been proposed. The scheme would give businesses the chance to register www.name.uk as well as their web address. It would run alongside the current www.name.co.uk service. Applicants would have to prove they had a UK presence and pay a higher fee. Of course. Of course. An X-Factor-style TV show aimed at discovering aspiring young technology entrepreneurs is reportedly being considered by music moguls Simon Cowell and rapper Will I Am. There you go. Will I Am told the Sun newspaper they had met to discuss the details of the project. X Factor for Tech last month. The Black Eyed Peas frontman, who was last year appointed as Intel's Director of Creative Innovation, said the show would create lots of jobs. I've got a feeling it's going to be a good show. <laughs> oh, nerdlings! Had look to be out. said. I got get, a feeling. <laughs> get the full stories at Category Five TV slash Newsroom. The Category Five TV Newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at Category Five TV. <clears throat> For the Category 5.TV Newsroom, 
I'm Eric Kidd. <laughs> or the whole gang or the Cat 5 gang. Sometimes. One day I'll be Sasha. Actually, I was Thanks, Sasha kid. the last time I was here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Cordery Electrical Contracting, Inc. Find out more about them at CorderyElectric.com. Book them if you are looking for an awesome electrical contractor in Barrie or the surrounding area. And uh, they go all over Ontario as well, so check them out. Also, Netflix. Uh, get your free one-month trial of Netflix, cat5.tv slash Netflix. All right, Eric, we've got just a couple minutes to the show, but I want to show you how we can do self-publishing on the web using absolutely free software. I mean, we're absolutely talking, free. We're talking openoffice.org for our word processor, our publishing application. And we're talking the GIMP, GNU Image Manipulation Program, to actually create the, the graphics for our book and using the software from, uh, well, the website that you'll find at cat5.tv slash cafe press. Please use that link. Uh, rather than hopping into Google or going direct to their website, go to cat5.tv slash Cafe Press. There we go. All right. So here we are at Cafe Press. First thing we're going to do up at the top is click on Sign In. You see where I went there? Right up at the top, Sign In. Yes, that is the first thing that you're going to do, even if you've never done this before, because we're going to go create an account. Okay? So simply go through the steps. Create a user ID using your email address, email address, password, password, answer a question, and give your birthday. You'll be good to go. Happy birthday. There you go. Okay, so I've already created my account. Um, I would have loved to go through the process with you to, to show you how to create an account. Very, very simple at Cafe Press. Uh, but we're close to out of time, and I want to show you how this is done. We've so. got a good 8 minutes and 15 seconds. Come on. <laughs> You can do there it, Robbie. Mm. We're going to create a book from scratch. I'm talking if you've ever wanted to be a writer, if you oh. want to write a novel or anything like that, we can actually do that using Cafe Press and free software. So the software that I've used to create the publication is called OpenOffice. You can download it for free for Windows, Mac, and Linux at, at openoffice.org. The book design that I've created is a book that my wife has written. And you'll see that it's laid out nicely in OpenOffice. And what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to give you a copy of the template that I've created to do this. Okay? And this will actually allow you to create your own book. Uh, take your, your book and uh, whatever you've written and put it together into novel form. So using OpenOffice, I'm going to go File, Export as PDF. We want to make sure that tagged PDF is checked. That's very important. That's going to basically embed font structures and, and the way that everything looks, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Check everything else. There's probably nothing else that you need to set other than tagged PDF and make sure that you have lossless compression set for your images because if there are any images, you want to make sure that they don't have, uh, they don't get lossy. They don't lose quality. Is lossy an actual... It's a technical that, word. It's a technical word? <clears throat> I understand it, mm -hmm. but it just sounds... Silly. Now we've created the PDF. <laughs> a little bit. There you go. Oh, so you now lost I've got... some quality there. That's kind of lossy. Yeah. Lossy. All right. So there's our PDF. Again, what I'm going to do is I'm going to provide you with the template files so that you can create these yourself. Okay? Um, they're going to be found at cat5.tv slash publish. You see the link down there. That's going to take you over to a special website where you can actually download these templates as well as get all the information that you need to be able to publish your own book. Uh, directly through Cafe Press. So, All right, let's hop over here. I've got that file. Now I've created a front cover, a back cover, and a spine for this book. So we're going to remove the bleed lines, okay? I've created a layer here that has the bleeds. Bleed lines means that you don't want your text to go outside of that red area. And again, these templates are going to be available to you. Okay, so we turn off the bleed area, and we're going to actually save as a ping file frontcover.ping make sure your fingers are in the right spot merge visible layers some really neat spelling when you move over a couple yeah, of Yeah, you know. You just create. That's creativity. Now, what we're doing is we're actually creating these files. They're very high resolution, ready for print. Um, what's neat about Cafe Press, kind of interesting about them is that they use RGB files. We're creating a ping file, not a CMYK file. 
Um, if you're if you've ever done printing, that means something to you. If you have never done printing, then it probably doesn't matter. Um, but basically, we can use programs like the GIMP to be able to create this. So that file is 1404 by 2214. Now I can close that because I have my front cover .ping. There we go. Back cover. I'm going to save that. I've already created it. And again, templates will be available for you so that you can create your own covers as well using these free tools. Now I'm saving that one as a ping as well. Okay. There we go. And last but not least, the spine. This is what you see on the end of your book. Oh, and I left the bleed area on. See, I did what I told you not to do. Let's turn Very off the bleed cool area there on Ferguson. the back. Yeah, pressed for time. What can you do? Back.ping. Now I've turned off the bleed lines. We're going to save that again. Overwrite. Okay. Have you ever done any writing yourself? As far as literature goes? No. No, mostly no. music and, mostly, and things like yeah. that. I, I've always kind of wanted to do a bit of writing. I like to write technical stuff, and, and I think I do a fair job at writing manuals and stuff like that. But here's an opportunity for you to actually publish your work in a way that you can purchase and allow distribution of your, your books at one at a time. What's interesting about that is that it's not Vanity Press, so you're not sending your book public your your manuscript out and then they are printing a thousand books at your expense and then you have to hope that you can sell them because that's 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 tough i mean that's very expensive up front but it's also um what happens if you don't sell them then you're in big trouble then you've got christmas gifts for the family for, <laughs> for the years. rest of their lives yeah once a year Make sure you no, autograph it. No, no, Uncle Robbie, I don't want that book again. <laughs> so the thing is, is that with Cafe Press doing it this way, the way that we're doing it tonight, we're actually not having to purchase anything. We could co we could purchase one copy for ourselves if we'd okay. like, but you don't have to. So and you can actually get one. You could buy one print. for yourself. Yeah, in print, it looks fantastic. Uh, we've done many of them in our time, and and uh, next week I'll I'll certainly show you what what a printed book yes, looks like. We want to see. Yeah. Um, Don't we? But you do not have to purchase them. And as people buy them off of your website or off of your Cafe Press store, um, they manufacture it on the fly for them. So you never have to buy 100 up front. You never have to buy 500 or 1,000. It's all. So as the publisher of this book, mm -hmm. do you, uh, they sell one, you pay X number? Of we'll them. get into, yeah. Okay. No, you, it comes off of. The there are margins. You okay. will set up margins here. Okay, so we're going to manage products and sections in our store. We've already created a store, and we're going to add a product. This is Cafe Press, which you can get to via this link, cat5.tv/cafepress. Okay, so now that we're adding a product, we're going to go to Office and go Make Selections. Okay, that's right here. Office, Make Selections. Scroll down. There it is right there. Book. Single click on it. We're going to create one book. Base price is $4. And now we're going to go down to the bottom and add that selection. Over here, now we're going to go add these products. And there we go. There is our book with no cover, pending, $4.80. Let's edit it. Okay, so first thing we need to do is we need to upload our document. Agree to the terms. Choose our file, which is going to be that file that we've created, the PDF file. Okay. There it goes. 25%, 45, 50, 70, and it's done. Okay, so you bought it. Now what happens? We bought it. We're not buying anything yet. This is all free. We're just uploading our file. Okay. So we're creating the actual publication that allows us to sell the book. We can buy a copy at cost if we want, right? Okay. So that we, because it would be nice to have your very own copy of your Absolutely. book, right? So now you'll see that that file is now available, okay? So I'm going to select the dimensions of the book, our 5 by 8 
and that's based on the template. So you'll see that based on this book, because it is 400 or 342 pages long, okay, it's going to cost me $17.26 to print. Okay, so I'm going to go select and continue because I'm going to go perfect binding. That's like a, a nice binding on the book. Okay. okay, so just like a novel, any novel that you would buy. If you see a server error there, don't be concerned. That's just because your file has not been processed yet. Just click on Next. Okay. Now we're going to select the cover of our book, front cover. You can download a template from here if you like, but I'm going to actually give you an XCF file which you can open in the GIMP, which is going to help you to be able to do this using free software. So I'm going to go Select Image, and we're going to actually uh, upload a new image. And let's upload all of those all at once. So back.ping frontcover.ping and spine.ping okay these designs are related let's group them together sure and we agree to the terms and conditions everything that you see has been created by us remember that we're actually printing something we're, we're putting something up for sale so you have to own the imagery that you're creating that you're uploading right. I can't take you know my favorite hockey team and put them on the cover of my book because I don't own the rights to do that, right? So that's uploading 45%. Chat room's okay with us going a little bit over time tonight. And for those of you watching at home, really would love to show you how this works. And we're very, very close to actually having a published book. And the real work is setting it up in these templates. But once I give you these templates at cat5.tv slash publish, uh, you'll be able to do this reasonably simply. You can download the templates from us and create the files that you need, and then simply follow the steps that we're doing but tonight. But you still got to go home and write the book first. You do have to have the book <laughs> written. Yes, absolutely. There is that. Yeah. All right, that's coming along. It looks like it's almost done. Your grade 12 essay. There we go. So it's got all three images. There's the back, so I'm going to call this back. Make sure you tag these better than this, okay, folks? All I'm doing is I'm just... I, I don't have time to, to do a proper job of tags. Tags are going to help you in the search engines. Okay, So make sure you put in things like this is a, you know, a bit of a synopsis of the book. Becca Ferguson's new book. Something like that. Okay, And go through each one and, and tag each one. Front. Front, front. Only doing that because we are out of time, folks. Otherwise, I would love, <laughs> love to tag these properly for you. Okay, there we go. Done. Oh. Okay, so now we have those three images. Remember that I clicked on the front cover, so now I want to actually select this one as the front cover, and you'll see that it actually puts it into this template. Now, it's showing a broken image now because we know that it's still kind of processing. Let's do the spine. Okay, so I've selected that. Now select the back image. You don't need to click that there we little go. checkbox up in the top corner? No. Okay. All right. So I've clicked next, even though we're... See what, what's happening there is we've got broken images because things are just being processed at Cafe Press. No problem. Book information. Title. We're going to call this what it is. Author. And now here's our cost. Our base price is $17.26. It's not unreasonable to say, okay, let's charge $19.99. So then we're going to get a couple bucks every time. And if it's a shorter book, I mean, if you've got a 100-page uh, a mini story, yeah. you know, like a short story, your cost is only going to be like 10 bucks or something like that. So you can charge $14.99 a lot easier. Okay, product description, synopsis. Here's where the synopsis will be. Category, you know, choose one that's appropriate for this particular book. Definitely not architecture. Okay. And then we're going to save and finish. And you'll see now the cover is in place. And in fact, the book is already up and it's on my product page. So if I go there, there's the book. It's ready to go at $19.99. Okay. Click on the product ID at the top and I can see that this book is in fact ready to be purchased and you can actually purchase it right off of the website cafe press 
right? Because wow. it's, it's a part of now my store. So I can take that link and I can create links. I can tweet that. I can put it on my Facebook profile. Here's my book. I can put it on my website and say, here's a, a, right. a link to my book, and you can actually purchase it. So are we... Um you purchase, they send you a book, is there a shipping charge on top of the night? Oh, of course, yeah. Cetera, it's like, it is a store. Right. Very cool. Yeah. So you see that as, as I've just added this stuff, there, you know, Cafe Press uh, seems to do a poor job with regards to error handling and things like that. Right. It should say, you know, this is still being processed. That would be the yeah. more appropriate thing. Um, don't get scared when you see, we've encountered an error. Well, I just uploaded the files. It's still processing the PDF file. It's still going through all that those steps. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So there you go. The book is up. It's published. It's ready to go. You could actually purchase it right now. I can purchase it from my own store at a discount because I don't have to pay the markup, obviously. Right? And if I buy in bulk, if I, buy, if I want to buy 15 copies, they'll right. actually deduct the price a little so bit. So you're doing a, as well. a big deal down at the local library. You can yep. purchase a bunch. Take you down. could. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that is cat5.tv slash cafe press. And do check it out. I would encourage you to do that. And as I was saying, we're going to put up all the information that you need, those templates, all those files are going to be available to you at cat5.tv slash publish. And a good opportunity for you to be able to publish things. And check out some of the stuff over at Cafe Press 2 when you're there because you can add T-shirts. You can add posters and calendars. Uh, you can make your own shirts and your own mugs and your own... Uh, merchandise. It's a very, very cool service. And very really, nice. it's free for you to use, and then you can just buy your own product. So you're basically, you know, instead of going to a store and buying this mug, I could go out and buy a cafe, uh, a Category 5 mug that I've made myself, that I've designed wow. myself, for example. Right? And why we don't have those? They're coming. Okay. Season 6 graphics, my friend, they're coming. Be watching our website for them. All right, folks, that is, uh, that's all the time that we have. People asking about ISBN numbers and things like that. Though That's outside of the scope of what we wanted to show you tonight, which is just basically pressing a, a book on Cafe Press. But at cat5.tv slash publish, we're going to have a lot more information for you. So do check out that website if you're interested in publishing your own book. And it's a great way to get your books available for, uh, for purchase online. So, Eric, buddy, thanks for being here. Hey, always fun. Sorry Always for overtime, folks. Uh, welcome to season six. Yeah, we're gonna I have get a blast. Time and a half for the extra. Time and eight a half minutes. for the extra eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time and a half is the same as time. <laughs> well, folks, have a fantastic week. Been lovely having you here. And uh, oh, there we go. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Hillary's going to be here next week. And we've got just an awesome month planned out for you. Lots of cool stuff going on. We've got more prizes for our viewers that were at the anniversary show. Uh, we're going to be sending out some prizes to you at home as well. Um, so make sure you tune in every week right here at Category5.tv. Thanks for being here. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Hey. Thanks, bud. Bye. <laughs> he struck me. I have witnesses. Did you see that? It was thousands of them. I should have hit an article. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>